Doctor Who fans across the world and welcome to another Who Corner to Corner podcast. My name is Paul and as always I am joined by my very good Doctor Who based chum, Mr. Jeff from the far side of the world. How are you today, Jeff? Paul, I'm going to stop you there because we've got breaking news to interrupt the start of tonight's episode. that news the breaking news is that the 15th doctor's costume has been revealed on twitter today <gasps> in uh, advance of um, their first bit of filming taking place tonight i believe holy moly Ooh, that's so, exciting um i'm sure um our listeners by the time they listen to this they'll have seen the costume uh, of shooty's costume and um he's wearing uh, let, me, let me describe it for you he's wearing a long knee-length brown coat i guess you'd call I'm it looking at it right now I he's can wearing see that. a pair oh, yeah, of ankle length brown trousers and he's wearing a pair of brown shoes and he's wearing a, a slightly fluffy looking uh, orange jumper possibly made from muppet skin i don't oh, i don't yeah, know yeah. what it's made what it what it is i, I thought um, it was a t-shirt first but no no i think it, it looks thicker some um, kind of cool fabric yeah um so he looks he looks very sharp um, and very stylish I think very um, sharp. but I I don't dislike it at all I, I like it Uh-oh. I think it suits Uh-oh. I think it Incoming. suits <laughs> it suits <laughs> Shooty because he's quite everybody um, duck <laughs> go on <laughs> he, well Shooty seems to be quite um, you know fashionable and you know he he, he does you know he's modelled for different brands Mate, and stuff he and he can wear anything well, he, and he, it would look good yeah. he's just one of those guys isn't he yeah exactly so it, it really kind of fits him um, and it's quite um it's not very flamboyant. I wasn't. I kind of, for some reason, I thought it might have been, but it, it's not. But um, I, I feel like I'm getting a bit of Tenth Doctor vibes from it. Because um, uh, long coat, long coat, and it's brown. Um, long, yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, maybe, th- but maybe. like you, you commented, it's like um, Troughton trousers or like Troughton. Um, yeah, I mean that, that that's style. very Doctorish. Yeah, that is a very very Doctorish outfit. To but me. then I I see more. Tom Baker actually than, uh, than David Tennant than that. It's, I, I, do, no, I don't. I, do I think um, it's it's literally because it's a, a you know a long. I mean, it's not as long as Tennant's, but it's a long brown jacket and, and brown trousers. Yeah, um, if it had but been Doctor like, always has long coats. Jodie had a long coat. Yeah, she did, but it was like sky. Fourth Doctor had a long coat. Sky coloured, you know. Um, yeah, but it's still long coat. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, if if this wasn't brown, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, have that immediate thought of it, but um, Hartnell had a not quite so long coat. No, Trenton. but then it's interesting. You said it looks very doctorish. Should should you know? Because some people said Jodie's costume wasn't very doctorish, and should a doctor be doctorish? Should it all be a mixture of you know bow ties and and cravats and waistcoats and long coats and you know all of that? I I, li- I think that was probably one of the things I liked so much about Jodie's costume that it was so um, you know different mm. and and very. Uh, befitting for her, and I do think this is befitting for Shooty. I think it it really kind of fits him in in mm-hmm. himself, and I, I think it's really yes. important that the uh, actors, you know, have input into to the outfit and um, you know feel comfortable in it. Like if anyone had ever seen the Matt Smith costume test pictures, where he looks like an emo pirate in one of them, and a, 
he looks basically like Sherlock in another one uh, and and you know they obviously went through with, with Ray Holman they went through a whole load of different things but until the, you know Matt said well what about bow tie maybe you know what about the braces or something and he you know he kind of really had a bit of input in and obviously Jodie mm. was very uh, collaborative with with Ray for her costume and I, and I imagine Shooty was here so um you know that's when I say like it's it's very him you know that and that you know I really like that um right so I don't dislike it at all I just I suppose I would have liked a different color in the suit but maybe we'll get that the way Tennant changed into a blue suit at, at points you know um but yeah go back to the you know should a should a doctor fill the the stereotypes of of what you know the wider audience think of a doctor a long scarf and a floppy hat I'm not sure I don't know I mean the doctor you look at all the doctors they're they're all quite different really Mm. you know there are similarities across you know there are there there does tend to be a coat usually it's a long one but Mm. Sylvester McCoy didn't wear a very long coat he had quite a short jacket Peter Davison had a long cricketer's coat see now now Jodie's Jodie's outfit reminds me a lot of uh, of the fifth doctor's outfit actually yeah. you know similar kind of color scheme yes yeah uh, stripes you know various little details i noticed shooty's coat has also got some wide lapels which is always good for any doctor to have so they can put little badges and things yeah, upon yeah. it uh he's got a whole bunch of rings that's not yeah, very doctorish if you well, want to go well, down that, that that's no, a new it's thing. not no and, and jody I, had well, some ear jewelry perhaps yeah. so we have seen more jewelry on the doctor yeah. no I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all i i do think that uh it's nice to kind of homage, uh, you know, what's been before, but also forge something new and, and establish, you know, a doctor's own, uh, mm. you know, identity. Like, um, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think that we need, you know, waistcoats and, you know, do you know what I mean? There's, I think for some reason there's certain sort of <laughs> imagery that, that, you know, people kind of like. I, I suppose it's like if you've got a favourite doctor and you like their outfit, you, you you know they they are your definition of the doctor and you you want other you very know, possibly you, do you know yeah, what I mean like that, you, there could be something in that yeah you know but which no, I suppose actually when you when you go back to uh, Chris Eccleston I mean his was probably the least quotation fingers doctorish of yes, them all Bom- yeah. leather bomber jacket plain t shirt you know bother boots and tra- uh, Doc Martin boots weren't they pretty yeah. much and, yeah it was uh, real and sort of simple and, and stripped back and, very simple you know, very stripped back probably worked quite well both for the character and also mm. you know the show coming back to not be sort of too kind of out there you know with, with what they were wearing initially I mean it's you know. it's not a six doctor outfit is it it's not no. that kind of flamboyance it, it is in some ways quite conservative I feel it is uh, a very restricted colour palette yeah um, you know I mean the the uh, the, the jumper he's wearing is is quite a nice sort of peachy orange colour. Yeah, which is quite unusual. Not many people can pull that off. I'm no, sure he, I can pull that can. one off, but he does it. Yeah, he can literally wear anything. Yeah, and I, and he'd I have a pair of Y fronts on his head, and they'd still look great. <laughs> well, I saw him in the um, uh, Barbie trailer in some sort of uh, uh, gym type thing, and uh, oh yeah, he, he looked quite cool in that. You know. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it looks good, and I and I, I do quite like a, a long, uh, you know, lengthy jacket. Um, mm. In fact, it, it was it was from um, uh, the Matrix sequels where they were working on um, Keanu's costume, and he, he he said he didn't want to have a cape per se, mm. but by having the long um, sort of overcoat thing that's done up to the waist mm. and then and then flares out when he flies, it gives a sort of cape type 
feel to it. You know, there, visual. There, there's a dynamism to it, isn't yeah. it? When uh, when they're twirling around in slow mo exactly, with all their guns yeah. blazing and shells clattering to the floor that, by the it, dozen. Yeah, and like you know, Jodie mm. running in her long coat and stuff. So you know, shooting mm-hmm. with that when it uh, you know is is flapping around as he's running is is going to look quite cool. Third Doctor with his actual cape. Even yeah, well, he did have an actual cape. Yeah, actually, it does look a bit <laughs> like you know when you look at the Third Doctor's outfit in the Five Doctors. That's very. There's a lot of similarities there. Actually, I can see that in in the Fifteen Doctor's outfit. Mm. It's, uh, it's it's kind of like a sort of tartan-ish pattern, isn't it? On yes, the it sort is. Of check, check pattern on the trousers and, and, and the coats. And that and what's interesting as well, actually, mm. is that the Fourteenth Doctor is wearing uh, tartan-y checked. Uh, he is. Yes, again, Trouton's trousers. Yeah. So I wonder whether there's a sort of through line there or something. The spirit of Troughton has pervaded yes. all subsequent doctors yeah. in yeah. some form or in some form or another. In fact, even the master in the power of the doctor was wearing Troughton-esque trousers. Yeah. Actually, a whole Troughton outfit, I think, pretty yeah. much bar the bow tie. I don't think I saw a bow tie. No, but no bow tie. No, my the jacket and the ma- trousers. Mass, That's for sure. Um, but anyway. Back to our anyway. regularly scheduled programming, yes. um, which yes. is in no way a um, last-minute um, uh, arrangement. Absolutely not. We because, plan all these things uh, well in advance. Because our other stuff had to be rescheduled this week. Um, so, <laughs> See, I wasn't going to tell anybody that. They didn't need to know. They please, would never Please known. enjoy this Weeks in the Planning episode <laughs> of Who Corner to Corner. <laughs> So what I we're going to do? I despair. What we're going to do tonight is uh, have a bit of a chat about big finish stories. Yes, um, yes, and, we and, are. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Throw out some of our favourites mm. that, that we like. I think we'll go through uh, yeah. Doctor by Doctor, perhaps. And um, oh, you have to do that. I, I, okay, let's oh, do no, that. No, we, we don't have to do it that way. No, no, um, let's do that. Let's let's do let's do it. I'm I'm up for a challenge. Okay, you know me. Um, <laughs> and and we don't need to kind of go into huge depth on on each one because there's so many to talk about. But we can kind of briefly. You know, talk about them, and we've got some stuff um, yeah. from yeah, our listeners yeah, as well that yeah, they like, yeah. which um, we'll, we'll come to at the end, I think. Um, so it's a big finish celebration. It we is need a, to do jingles. Yes. we should do more jingles on our podcast, listeners. If you want jingles from us, just just let us know. Yeah, do send, do. send us little clips so we can use them. You know, I'm yeah. trying to think of ways that we can kind of jazz things up a bit. Yeah. you know, we're going into 2020, 2023 soon. 2023. I mean, that's like ages in the <laughs> that future. How long we've been doing? So we this? need to kind of rejuvenate. <laughs> something yeah. i yeah, think we may, should do jingles yeah, d- yeah, yeah that's yeah. an idea but you know let us know maybe you know if you if you want um you know like a weekly news type thing or something or you know yeah you know we could have a different title piece for episode reviews or you know recaps or guests yeah. or something yeah. so let us know we, we're, we're going to leave it up to you to tell us and this will be a test Uh-oh. to see if anyone actually listens uh, and if they, <laughs> and if they tweet back on this um so before we get into uh yeah. actually no let's start on the doctors because i was going to talk okay. about one of the spin-off series yeah, yeah, let's, but let's, let's go, go Doctor Uno, uh, so Doctor One. I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, oh no, that's not true. I have listened to some first Doctor stuff. So, oh, yeah. um, what you, have you listened to? Uh, I need to remember the name of it. So why don't you go first? Oh, <laughs> well, I, to be fair, actually, I have talked about this quite a quite a bit in the in the last few episodes where we've referenced this. Yeah, I'm, I I do like the the first Doctor Adventures, and I was very pleased to see on my a little pop up on my phone when I was scouring through the uh, the halls of social media that another box set is due out in February starring Stephen Noonan 
as the first Doctor and our good friend Lauren Cornelius yes. as Dodo Chaplet. So I'm really looking forward to that. And the, the first box, I mean, I, I was so, so surprised and delighted to hear Stephen Noonan playing the first Doctor. I'd never heard of him before. No. But when his voice came in as as a kind of a very... It's, it's difficult to describe. If you haven't heard it, go out and listen to it because it is so like the first Doctor and yet so not like the first Doctor. It's kind of unreal. It's, it's, it's very good. It, but it takes a bit of listening to. It mm. takes a little bit of getting used to. It's like, I mean, I I think he's got it. To be honest, it, it, you know, I I think he really has got the first Doctor encapsulated in a way that no other actor playing the first Doctor has since William Hartnell. He's he's got it. He's got mm. there's, there's a there's a delivery that Hartnell does that that Stephen Noonan has has sort of taken. And kind of evolved and made it his own right. in a way, but its its foundation is definitely Hartnell. You know, when I was when I was growing up and I heard about the first Doctor, it was always you know the the one line description of the first Doctor is he was a crotchety old man. Yeah, yeah. and we've had we've had uh, Richard Herndall in the four, in in the, the five Doctors, who I think was very good, but he gave us a kind of uh, a first Doctor with a twinkle in his eye, a little bit of a gruffness. It was nothing like Hartnell really, but I didn't mind that when I first watched. Because I don't think I'd seen any Hartnell episodes at that point, and then of course more recently we've had David Bradley, who's yep. given his as his own spin on 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 the first Doctor. He's sort and of the, um, really it's the, he's like the TV version now, isn't he? He is, yeah, and, and you know he's he's very good as well. Mm. I, I I do enjoy his his first Doctor, um, you know, in in Adventures in Space and Time and yep. uh, Twice Upon a Time. But Stephen Noonan has has absolutely got it, and I would. I well, I will actually pay money to listen to him again. I have to, because Big Finish don't deliver this <laughs> yeah, stuff for yeah. free. I don't believe so, they do with you. So, so they've got me signed up for the yeah. second first Doctor, um, first Doctor, uh, first Doctor Adventures box set, and of course Lauren's on it, and yeah. uh, we, we, you know, she, she's become a great friend of us, has she not, Jeff? Yep, she has. She since was, uh, she, since, um, we, since we invited her onto our podcast, yes, uh, she was wonderful and lovely. And uh, she came along, and presented the video for my horse from film festival recently. Indeed, she um, did, and she's and brilliant. She was, she was great. Um, so I've not listened to um, the the Stephen uh, First Doctor set yet. Uh, I was particularly interested in one uh, of the stories in the new set that's coming out, which I think is mm. called the Demons or something, something like that. Um, and it sounds like a spooky who, which um, you do like the spooky. I do ones, like don't the spooky you? who? Yeah, I, I'm going to be surprised if you don't reference any spooky tales. Tonight. Well, I did think uh, I was thinking about it earlier. I thought I always bang on about the spooky ones, so maybe I won't do that tonight. But we'll see. <laughs> um, I have listened to um, the first of the first Doctor Adventures with David Bradley ah. um, doing it, which has got the cast mm. um, from uh, an adventure in time and space playing um, Ian and. Um, and Barbara and everyone. Um, so the two stories there is there's one called the Destination Wars, where the Doctor takes everyone to. Um, uh, well, it's, it's described on the Big Finish as a gleaming utopia in the space year 2003, um, and and has has the Doctor brought Ian and Barbara home to glimpse their future, mm. um, and then and then they find out that there's a sort of it's all been over overlorded by a mysterious benefactor. Um, and and, uh, 
mm. they sort of investigate that and that was good um, and then there's one called the Great White Hurricane um, where they get stuck uh, between sort of gang gang wars and a, and a big uh, blizzard oh, uh, hurricane comes in I, th- I think it's based on an actual uh, event yeah. in history I can't remember where but it was good right. um, but yeah. um, I, I didn't kind of uh, investigate any further uh, on, gotcha. on them after that really um, so yeah, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it, um, but that was as far as that went for me, really. <laughs> that was it, was <laughs> that it? That was it, yeah. Um, so uh, let's move on to um, the second uh, Doctor. Uh, this, this, I might as well just say this now. I'll just move straight on to the third Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, I, I have got. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, where do I put it? I, I do have the second Doctor Adventures ah, box set, which that's, is... That's a new one, isn't it? Yeah, so this is Beyond War Games featuring, I'm reading this out now, John Coleshaw, Katie Manning, and Tim Trello with Nicholas Briggs as the Daleks. I mean, I'm surprised Nicholas Briggs is playing the Daleks. He's, he's not a, very good at it. No, I don't know that's why a new one that. to me. Brave, uh, brave, brave well. man. Yeah. Uh, we've got two stories in here. One is their final beginning with Mark Wright, uh, by Mark Wright and Nicholas Briggs. And the second one is Wrath of the Ice Warriors by Andrew Smith. Ooh, I should look forward to that. Andrew Smith wrote Full Circle which is a season 18 uh, Doctor Who story for Tom Baker and Lala Ward as Romani. It was a story that introduced Adric, the young young snapper mm, that he is. Mm. And when he wrote that, I believe Andrew was only 17 years old. Oh, really? Yeah, listeners. It was a young whippersnapper, and now he's uh, he's an old, old man now. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's just a couple of years older than me, actually, to be honest. <laughs> 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 or maybe a few more actually if he was 17 in 79 80, yeah quite, quite yeah, a few, few, yeah, yeah, few yeah, more yeah, years yeah, older but it's great I mean I, I loved yeah. Andrew's um, I mean Andrew's written quite a few big finishes as well I can't quite recall their titles straight off so do forgive me I'm sure people will let us know but I do like his writing it, it I mean Full Circle itself feels very kind of fresh and it's got it's got a sort of dynamic uh, dy- dynamism to it that um, just kind of lifts that season, uh, you know. After after that point, so I'm I'm looking forward to this one, and of course, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, actually, I don't, I haven't listened to it yet, so I will mm. probably at some point over Christmas. Good. Um, so yeah, I haven't listened to any of the second uh, Doctor stuff, um, I, which is a shame because I really love his his Doctor on screen, and obviously mm. uh, it's other people playing him on or audio. But well, that, yeah. that, that's quite a weird thing. I don't know how how I think certain people. We we all may feel slightly different on this. Mm. Possibly initially, I was a little bit kind of distrustful. I suppose. I mean, I guess. Because because we'd had Richard Herndl and David Bradley playing the, fir- the first Doctor, mm. doing you know a good old job of it, not trying to be Hartnell, but mm. you know trying to be the character, but in their own sort of way. I I kind of like that with Troughton. I don't think we've ever really seen. Oh, we we had Reese Shearsmith playing yeah. briefly in Adventures in Space and Time, the the fiftieth. Uh, anniversary episode, which I don't think he kind of looked or sounded right for no, at all. And it was but it was so time, brief anyway. Yeah, it was it, brief, wasn't I, it? I yeah. could kind of forget it. Mm. It doesn't matter really. It's, and, and actually, it's almost like at the end of that, it's almost like the imposter coming in to take over the TARDIS when yes. you know the original Doctor is kind of just having a little tinker with it one last mm. time. It's mm. quite heartfelt that. So yeah, that's 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 an irony there, isn't there? Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, so. Talking, moving on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> talking of um, 
actors playing uh, past doctors. They've had Tim mm. Trelaw playing the third oh, doctor yeah. for, for quite a while now. Um, and Tim, uh, possibly a bit like you was just sort of mentioning there, he he he's not um he's not doing a, like a a hundred percent impersonation of of uh Pertwee's doctor um but you know he, he's kind of filtering it through himself but it's it's very it's very good and um you know there's times listening to it where y- you know you could be convinced that it's it's Pertwee and then there's other times where you're like oh mm. that's not that's not it's it's not that it's wrong, it's just it's slightly different and it's a little bit like um what's he called? Jacob Dudman who's done the ninth, oh, tenth, yes, yes, eleventh yeah. and twelfth doctors in, in what they call the Chronicles series, which is um stories with those doctors where it's not the doctor playing mm. the, their part. So like Dudman does a really good uh Capaldi, um and his tenant was was really good like Ninety percent of the time, he? he is very he's good. Annoyingly and, good, you know, and it's depressingly good. It, you know, when when he is slightly off, you can kind of forgive it because you know that it's not supposed to be. Um, you know, a, yeah, but a, that's the thing. When, when he's, he's he's not actually off all that often. No, exactly. Like no, that's ninety nine point cent of the percent of the time, yeah. he's absolutely bang on point. I, I remember listening and to his. Capaldi's, it's just incredible. Yeah, he, where he did the fact the, he can act as well in yeah. you know voice act and everything. Yeah, he's, it's, he's uh, yeah, really he's good because he, he did bastard. the um, t- time jacked. <laughs> I mean that in a nice way. Yes, obviously. Yeah, if you're listening, right. Jacob. Yeah, um, he did the time jacked story uh, with uh, Bav, yeah, uh, Bav Palmer that we've spoken mm. to, um, and he, and when I was listening to that, I you know sometimes I was just sort of thinking, oh, it's Capaldi, and I'd kind of I know you just go with it, completely yeah. forget. Yeah. yeah. Um, but going back to the third Doctor um, yes. story, so I've listened to the first uh, set of those, which was Tim, oh, okay. Tim Shalor and Katie Manning mm. with Richard Franklin um, in, in two stories called Prisoners of the Lake um, and The Havoc of Empires. Um, and, and they were both good. Um, Prisoners of the Lake was about disappearing artifacts from an archaeological site deep mm. underwater, deep under a lake. Um, and the Havoc of Empires was a sort of um, futuristic space station. There was a, a like a diplomatic crisis going on, and uh, it was a long time ago. I listened to that one, so I can't remember it brilliantly. Yeah. Um, and then in the the second set, which was a Tim and Katie again, mm. um, and this was Transcendence of Ephros and the Hidden Realm. Um, and and they were both uh, very good as well, um, but that's a pretty vague review. But I particularly liked the third uh, Doctor um, Volume Eight. It was so this was Tim and Katie Manning in one story, mm. and then Sadie Miller in another story, who oh, is obviously okay. um, uh, Elizabeth Sladen's daughter. daughter. Yeah, um, mm. and and it must be strange for her to sort of be playing her mum's part like that mm. um, but she she does it really well and uh, it's actually, I haven't heard that yeah actually. it's, yeah, it's quite nice that it's her um, yeah. and um, there's something quite sort of charming about the fact that it's right you know in her performance yeah. but it's her you know it's it's Liz's daughter playing her you know her part mm. um, so this was yeah there's a nice symmetry to that yes yeah um, so this f- first story, Conspiracy in Space, was the Doctor with mm. Joe, um, and they and they get um, sort of caught up in a, uh, a a sort of 
intergalactic war type thing. Um, and then the second one, uh, which is part of the reason I bought this set, this is the one with yeah. Sarah Jane. Uh, this is based on the Devil's Hoofprints uh, legend. The Devil's Hoofprints. Yeah, do you know? Do you know that story? No. Paul remains silent. So. Um, no, I said no. I, I, I said. Oh yeah, I you just said it very, yeah. very quietly, <laughs> so it's not to embarrass myself. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not probably that widely well known, but in. Um, uh, 1855 there was a very heavy yeah. uh, snowfall uh, wherever right. it was up in somewhere in England yeah. and the next morning uh, when people woke up there was ho- hoof prints all through the snow and jumping <gasps> over fences and, and up on roofs and you know all this sort of thing across yeah. the fields and I think oh. it happened for two or three nights and people couldn't uh, y- you know there was yeah. no explanation of, of where they came from where mm. they went there was no other footprints with them or anything um, Did nobody stay up overnight to kind of watch it and try and figure? Well, they out? were they were terrified back then. You know, they, it was, yeah, they, they thought it was stained doors and the curtains closed. Yeah, uh, they thought it was the devil um, out for a stroll. I'm not going out there, figure. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the smell <laughs> of it. That's that's Satan's work out there. That is. Oh, I ain't going nowhere near that for sure. Call blimey. You thing. sound just like someone in in the in the episode that um, <laughs> we're talking yeah. about. So I'm, um, I'm a lot cheaper than them, probably. <laughs> It's obviously being um, a Doctor Who story taking uh, inspiration from Mm. a true life uh, adventure. Um, It isn't what, uh, you know, you sort of initially thought it might have been. Um, And and it was a very good one as well. Yeah, interesting. um, yeah, quite. Yeah, not not what you were sort of expecting at all, really, actually. Yeah. So that, that was a good one. I've only listened to one third Doctor adventure i guess which is on the legacy of time box oh, set yes yeah which uh, which i have here and my limited edition number is 3178 of 4000 so i'm very very proud to own that unique edition but the uh, the sacrifice of joe grant i think is the third doctor entry in that there's there's one from quite Ooh, a few yes. doctors and yes, oh man it, that's it a was really I, good one it was very good. Uh, to be honest, actually, I can't remember a huge amount about the story. I think I was driving when I was listening to it, but um, I actually felt quite emotional. Yes, and I, I think it too, was yeah. it was Katie Manning's performance in that and her mm. intimacy with the with the third Doctor, her Doctor. He, even though it was played by Tim, who was still doing mm. a, a brilliant job of it, I just believed it was it was Katie, uh, you know, Joe Grant and the Doctor meeting again, and it was just. It was it was wonderful. I think yeah. the emotion of that story was really, really what what kind of carried it for me. And I think it's one of the very best on that particular box set. Really, mm. really good. So I would highly recommend that. Yes, that that was very good. Yeah, I definitely uh, recommend that one as well. Yeah. Mm. So, um, what's your experience with the Fourth Doctor? adventures because well it's interesting you ask me that mr jeff i have got um there's tons i do yeah i've got so whilst paul is looking for something i'll say there's there was a lot of fourth doctor stories um all starring tom baker um and tom has done an awful lot of recording for big finish and um we should be getting stories from him um long after he has uh, sadly left us which is, which is quite nice in a way uh, to, to know that there's a, a whole bank of them backed up ready to, to entertain us in, in years to come so uh, yeah what sounded were you very gonna... bleak well yes I know but <laughs> you killed him uh... off already what's wrong with you 
Well, every time Tom, Tom does an interview, he says he hasn't got long left, which is really sad to. to I reckon he'll outlast us all, to be honest. Well, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what were you just rummaging for? You did you go? To I, find I something? was. Yeah, I was rummaging for my fourth Doctor Adventures uh, Big Finish CDs because I did start buying them. I, I remember. Um, Back in in the early two thousands, when Big Finish started up, they were they seemed really really keen to get Tom Baker. They'd had mm. all the other Doctors, including Paul McGann at that point, yeah. but Tom Baker remained um, distant from them. And I think they tried him loads and loads of times to, to, to persuade him to get on, but he generally just fired off a verbal shotgun at them and uh, wasn't wasn't interested. He he'd, yeah. he'd already distanced himself from the character for for years and years and years, and had no intention of going back until the point when he did eventually yeah. go back and I've heard the story that it was uh, Louise Jameson who kind of persuaded him because uh, she'd done a few up to that point I think she'd done the character of Leela for the Gallifrey series yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. and she enjoyed it so much she loved it and she spoke to Tom and eventually got them got Tom to meet with I think is it Jason Hay Gallery or, or uh, Nick yeah. Briggs maybe whoever it was and finally Tom said yeah and, and he's like why wasn't why didn't I do this earlier yeah he, Such he, an he, idiot. he, he really <laughs> enjoys it yeah I know that's um, it <laughs> so I, I thought I'll um quickly recommend a few of the ones that I've really liked go on then um, and then you you could you can tell me if you've listened to any of them and then recommend I've listened to three so oh, okay All yeah right. let's see if your if your millions match any of my include any of my three <laughs> So one that was really good was uh, Return of the Cybermen, which is one of the Lost Stories no, series. So that's based. Well, on I've listened the, to four uh, actually. Tell a lie, five oh, okay. even, because I've done a couple of the Philip right. Hinchcliffe Lost Stories. Uh, you just yes, reminded okay. me of that. Um, so this is this is based on um, a script that was was written uh, but never filmed, I think. Mm. Um, and, and it's another one with Sadie Miller actually uh, oh. playing Sarah Jane Smith. Oh, um, so that that was a good one. Some Cybermen on a spaceship. Uh, yeah, from, from what, what wrong, I remember. Um, go wrong. And then there was one uh, called The Haunting of Malkin Place, um, which I think I might have mentioned on the podcast Ooh. before. So that was Tom with, with uh, Lala Ward. Um, right. And uh, they they find out something about um, uh, a medium, uh, you know, seances mm. and stuff, and, and the Doctor sort of has to go and investigate. Um, and, <laughs> and you start to think that actually maybe this one time it's it's real. Um and yes, it was it was quite um, quite scary uh, actually. So that that was a good one. Mm, um, interesting. There was another one uh, with Lala called the Silent Scream, which was a sort of um, uh, old Hollywood set uh, adventure, sort of in the, the time when um, you know films yeah. were moving into to sound and, and color and oh, stuff. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and the old silent stars were kind of becoming uh, you know. Phased out, yeah, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's there's lots of others that I've listened to as well. The Labyrinth of Buddha Castle, the Cloisters of Terror. There's a strong uh, mm. kind of horror and, and spooky uh, f- feel to, to the uh, Fourth Doctor stuff here. Um, the English Way of Death, uh, the Romance of Crime, uh, Zygon uh, Hunt. That okay. was a good one. That was with yeah. Lena. Um, and I think they're in the Scottish Highlands, maybe hunting for zygons. Right. Yeah. Um, that was good. Then there was one called the Crooked Man, uh, also with Louise Jameson, um, and that's about a sort of entity that that lives in books um, and and is, mm. is sort of stalking and terrorising people, particularly children. Um, and I remember it having a really scary voice um, to it. Yeah. Um, so that was a good one. As good one called King of Sontar, which kind of uh, does what is it that says. Is that Sontaran one? 
It is a Sontaran one, yeah. Wow. Um, Phantoms of the Deep, that was with sort of... Um, it was a bit like the abyss actually yeah. um, in, in, in Doctor Who um, so that was quite a good one uh, there was another one called Planet of the Witches which had our friend Lauren Cornelius mm. in um, and uh, I did get the most recent uh, well one of the most recent ones but I haven't listened to it yet actually um, so yes that's uh, that's my uh, fourth Doctor I mean that's quite a few then I mean none of those are the ones that I've listened to at <laughs> all I, I was quite excited when 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 they came out first time round. So I did rush out and buy them, but I only bought the first three uh, to listen to in the car when I was on a bit of a journey. So that was Destination Nerva and something about the Iceni, and I can't quite read the other one. It's at the far end of my room, um, but they were they they were quite good actually. It was it was good to hear Tom's voice back, mm. voicing the Doctor. You know, being the fourth Doctor, and and I I I thought they were great, and I was going to continue with them, but just just didn't really because I think I was just too much money again well that's that's the thing like <laughs> so, there's so, so much many, you can buy yeah so many of them and, and it's just time you know to, to be able to listen that to as them, well let, yes let alone there is time afford it all you know mm. um, but we've, we've said this before but I, I do like them I have also listened to um, the one he did with the 10th Doctor Out of Time is it oh yes that's good yeah, I was going to come to good. those later the, the Out oh, of Time oh okay yeah we'll, we'll come yeah, to those no, later no. on then the, the, um, the Out of Time trilogy it's um, mm. 10 and 4 10 and uh, five in a in a Cyberman one and ten and six in a Weeping Angels one. I haven't listened to that one yet actually, mm. um, but but they were good. Um, I I quite enjoyed those as well. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that first one with uh, four and ten, and it was yeah, quite a, nice. I think it's Daleks, fourth Doctor was this what? It's Daleks, isn't it? I can't remember. But I, what yeah. I do remember is the fourth Doctor having it on a bit of a retreat, and he's That's doing some right. art. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of liked. I, I thought that was great because th- there's a definite sort of arty streak to the Fourth Doctor. Is mm. that kind of bohemian wanderer kind of style? You know, you might you think of City of Death when he's sort of running around the streets of Paris and going in and out of the Louvre and the different galleries yeah. and things like that. And yeah, it's good. It sort of works. His constant references to Leonardo. Yeah, it's great. Love the Fourth yeah. Doctor. He's brilliant yeah he's, he is really good and it's uh, i'm so mm. pleased that uh, that tom's doing them yeah so definitely uh, what's what's been your fifth doctor uh, uh, uh well actually I've, I've i have listened to quite a quite a few more of those thankfully because peter davison was in there at the beginning wasn't he with the others with yes. colin and sylvester in the sirens of time and that first monthly series they all kind of sort of alternated between the three of them, not yeah. sort of five, six, seven, five, six, seven. It was it was kind of a bit more mixed up than that. But I I have a, a lot of those early ones, if you like, and I I kind of liked how um, how we got more of Perry and the Fifth Doctor mm. actually, because we only really saw them together in one story. Really, I mean, I know she was there in in Planet of Fire, but the Doctor didn't really have much to do with her in that. There isn't really much interaction. Um, and he, so all the interaction that we see between the Doctor and Perry is a sort of one Doctor, one companion kind of, you know, sort of duo is in the caves of Androzani. And of course, mm. the Doctor dies in that episode and then he's Colin Baker. So we don't really get much of a sense of how the fifth Doctor and Perry kind of uh, got on or not together. But of course, we've had like billions of adventures through Big Finish with the two of them. Mm. And uh, and obviously with uh, M, um, I keep saying M and M, the um, the the Pharaoh Queen, 
um, who, which which was quite, uh, yeah, she's quite an interesting character. I mean, this this one thing I like about Big Finish actually, they they will play, um, they will do a lot with the characters that we know, the companions that we know, and the actors who played them. But they will also they show no fear in bringing in their own cast of characters. Yes, well, they, to, they do the, and, to, to uh, the lineup, and that yeah. gives a lot of these adventures a whole different kind of feel. That you know, we it, it makes them more unique, I think, yeah. to what we saw and different to what we saw on on the TV, and that gives the Big Finish Productions then their own their own vibe. You know, it's their yeah. own. It's it, this is their creation. They're not just copying or, or trying to imitate or trying to mm. kind of echo what we saw on TV which you know they do do that sometimes it's great yeah. because they do it brilliantly it's what we'd all do as as fans if we were licensed to write Doctor Who but the fact that they unashamedly bring their own characters who who they can then control their story arc because we always yeah. know with Perry she's not going to die because she's got to finish off with the yes. fifth doctor yeah. and go on through the sixth you know in the case of Androzani so the, the 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 kind of peril that she goes through or the threat is sort of reduced in a way. Although saying that, there is a brilliant, brilliant. I can't remember what it's called now actually, but um, there's a story where they they become embroiled with uh, Count Dracula, who's not Count Dracula; it's some other count, um, and him. Uh, and, it, it, and and that's a brilliant one. I can't, I can't remember what it's oh, called now, so I just thought of it. So I haven't prepared to mention that, but it's really good listeners will know the one i'm talking about yeah, the dracula know, one yeah. it's brilliant it's really really good like vlad the impaler that's his name right it's um and it's about the kind of the character that dracula was based upon yes and he's no him, less yeah. scary because of that he's a very powerful presence throughout the whole of that 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 adventure story mm. And the way he interacts with the Doctor and Perry and Eminem, Eminem, so I've done it again, <laughs> Eminem, is, is brilliant. He really throws a wedge between the three of them in a way that you perhaps don't quite expect as a listener. It's, it's a really, really intelligent, incredibly well-written story. So that is probably one of my favourites. And if I'd have thought about it, I would have got it out so I could remember. But... The one I did get out is 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 this one here, which is the mutant phase. It's not necessarily my favourite Fifth Doctor story, but it is. Um, it, it's one of the early big finishes. It's actually number fifteen in right. the catalogue, so that is way, 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 way back. Um, oops, I've just dropped it. Way back in two thousand and just 2000 it's not even 2000 and it's 2000 it's a dalek tale <laughs> and it um it, it kind of goes into the 22nd century so i.e the dalek invasion of earth and what i remember about this and the thing that which is one of the things that really sold big finish for me was that they they modulated the or they didn't modulate the dalek voices as much as they do nowadays right. because in the early hartnell era they weren't as or the modulation effect wasn't as strong as it became you know they they sound kind of different the the old black and white daleks and yeah. and they they got that in this big finish episode the the mutant phase it's a cracking story anyway it's a really really good story it's like the dalek plague on on earth um you know and it's it's it, it's that whole sort of dalek invasion thing and it's i, I just love it and to be honest actually i think the fifth doctor is one of those Actually, they all they all really come alive on Big Finish. I, I love them all. It's yeah, he's really I mean, good. Just to the, hear more Peter Davison is yeah. is just a dream. 
And we've sort of mentioned this before uh, on the podcast that, you know, we are so lucky as fans to to have, you know, a history of, of books to read and ongoing books coming mm. out and, and, and ever-expanding, uh, you know, audio uh, range to listen to as well with comics. And, you know, our favourite Doctor might leave the screen, but that, that doesn't mean the adventures are, are over at all. Um, and, and I think that's brilliant. And also, like you said about... Big finish, you know, making um, you know new companions. Obviously, quite f- quite well known is is uh, Lucy Miller with the Eighth Doctor, and you know they. I think I think they've done it with with most of the Doctors. Uh, mm. The Fourth Doctor had a, a kind of audio only companion at, at one point, and um, in one of the Tenth Doctor uh, series, he had a, a, a you know companion uh, just for audio, and obviously Sixie has has as well. Um, so yeah, I, 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 you know, they do expand the worlds uh, mm. really nicely. And then um, was it was it Night of the Doctor where Paul McGann turned up on on uh, TV on an episode yes. on the, um, for the fiftieth, and and his companions from Big Finish were mentioned and, and sort of officially made canon. And and but you know people make their own decisions about whether Big Finish is canon or not, and it gets a bit messy sometimes. But I like to think that it that it is. Um, but it was nice that the, that the main show kind of uh, you mm-hmm. know, acknowledged it because it never really uh, happens. Um, so for Fifth Doctor oh, stories, yes, go on. Yeah, uh, I've listened to Spare Parts. Mm. Uh, oh yes, of times, course. Which, which we did um, in depth. We did an in-depth we did review do an on entire that. episode. On yeah, that one. So, yeah, so you can go back and find that if you'd like to find out what we thought of it. Mm. Um, there's also one called Ghost Walk. Um, <laughs> it's a spooky one. Is that a spooky one? Yeah, it's a spooky one. Yeah, um, uh, but that's uh, that's got um, Adric uh, and uh, Tegan uh, Nissa mm. in it, and um, they go wandering um, on, on a, a ghost walk uh, in the in uh, Edinburgh. Uh, oh, I think you have mentioned like, this one I might before. Have mentioned it yeah, before, yeah. Um, and it sort of gets a bit bit timey wimey. Uh, I'll have to with, look out for what that happens one. in it. So that that was mm. good. Um, and then there was another one uh, called Warzone slash Conversion, and that um, that was a Cyberman story, and it was set to uh, sort of take place um, immediately, uh, like the, the the adventure following Adric's death on screen, mm. um, and and it's quite a quite a somber um, s- story, and and, uh, and Peter uh, really shines in it, and um, mm. you know, so it enabled them to kind of fill in that gap a little bit more and, and um, build upon the kind of grief that the characters were all feeling about him, him just having passed and, and, and stuff like that. So that, that's one uh, that I'd really highly recommend, actually. Yeah. Yeah, can I, can I just point out another um, Peter Day, uh, Fifth Doctor story from Big Finish that I think is worthy of a special mention. That's uh, Creatures of Beauty by Nick Briggs. It's, I, I remember listening to this one and again, it was another one I was I was listening to when I was driving. This is the Fifth Doctor and Nissa, which again is another another pairing that we never got enough of on screen. But there, there's a lot of stories with with the Doctor and Nissa, and they're all fabulous. And they really allow uh, Nissa's character to to breathe yeah. and 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 to you know sort of fill the story much more than she ever did. In, on, on TV and and Sarah Sutton who plays Nissa absolutely rises to it and in in one respect it's it reminds me that do you know what? it's it's a crying shame we never got more from that character and, and you know that more wasn't written for Sarah to do because she is absolutely fantastic you know it's 
she's just an absolute revelation mm. on 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 this story particularly. I think she really shines. It's a very it's a very Nissa centric story. It places her front and center of it, and it's a relatively it's a relatively bleak story in some ways because um, the Doctor is kind of forced out of the narrative, which right. leaves Nissa really you know it's it's really all about her and and her relationship with the people that they get embroiled with i'm not, I'm not gonna i'm trying not to give the story away because i think it's one of those that you have to experience and go into without knowing anything about it right. i'll just say the blurb for that story big finish doesn't do the story any justice oh, really? at all the way the way it's written the way the narrative is kind of chopped up a little bit and sort of spliced and you know things happen that have resonance to other bits that you may have already heard or won't have heard yet but it, and i love that style of storytelling it's very dennis potter like it's, it's like the singing detective and you know um pennies from heaven all I, I which i absolutely love and adore and this story fabulous creatures of beauty i absolutely mm. love it to bits I'll, I'll have to look into that one mm. yeah I, I haven't listened to an, an enormous it's not a spooky of, um, one mm. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i haven't listened to a huge amount of, of fifth doctor um mm. but i do have um quite a, a fondness for sixth doctor stories oh um, yes particularly his adventures uh, with Mrs. Clark uh, and Flip as well. Um, yeah. So there's, there's quite a few here that I've listened to. So one that I really liked was uh, the Lovecraft invasion, um, oh. where they go to, um, well, they basically they meet H.P. Lovecraft and sort of get, get his, um, his creations mm. are kind of coming to, to life and they get kind of Ooh, crikey, that's taken into this sort of, <laughs> yeah, this, this kind of dark, uh, th- you know, sort of th- fantasy, th- yeah, fantasy world with it. And, um, you know, obviously he was a bit of a, uh, you know, not a very nice person and that's kind of tackled a, a bit in it as well. Mm. Um, and so that, that was a really good one. Um, and then there was a cry of the vultress uh, with, with th- that trio uh, as well. And they were sort of, uh, they, they look a bit like a distant um, kind of ice warrior uh, cousin um, visually when you, when you see them on the front of the, um, uh, the CD there. Um, and, and that was a kind of, uh, you know, uh, intergalactic mm. war type thing that you know, Big Finish do, do quite well. Uh, so that was good. Uh, the Static that I've mentioned before, uh, which I think you've listened to recently, Paul, that was I did listen to it. I, I do have it, yes, indeed. Yeah. I, I finished listening another, to it. Um, another mm. slightly spooky one. Um, there's Order of the Daleks as well, which uh, has those three in as well. Um, and that's where uh, the, the Daleks, have, I can't remember where they are, but they've sort of infiltrated uh, like a monastery or something and oh, okay. um, they, they have a like a stained glass Dalek in it and, oh um, I think and I must have seen the cover of, yeah that. it's quite a striking cover and uh, mm. they're sort of they sort of deceived the uh, the people uh, in it but that that was a really good one um, and then uh, there was uh, uh, the Curse of Davros, uh, which which I haven't actually finished listening to, mm. um, and then there was a recent set, The Sixth Doctor and Perry, uh, which was Volume One, although there hasn't been a Volume Two yet. So I was hoping that might um, come out, um, but that had four different stories on it, um, which, which were really good. Um, one about kind of uh, uh, it's a bit of a riff on like emojis and and mm. social media and stuff like that. There's one about a kind of a, an old film star and stuff like that. Um, so that was really good. Um, and then there was a the eleven uh, set, uh, which was uh, 
Colin, Colin Stockter with Mrs. Clark um, and the Eleven. Um, so anyone who's listened to Big Finish might know the Eleven. He, he's a Time Lord who's um, e- evil, <laughs> um, and his <laughs> other uh, his other personalities are still sort of active within within his head. So he'll uh, be okay. talking, and then suddenly he'll it, it, like it'll make a weird noise, and then he, he changes his voice, and then he's he's horrible, and then he will <laughs> uh, you know, and like. One of them is is nice, but the others are mm. varying degrees of psychotic in there, um, <laughs> and it's it's a great uh, creation. And and so that eleven uh, box set is is three stories that kind of involve him and and kind of uh, you know there's a long mm. arc across it. And and the eleven has been, I'm not sure who he first appeared with. He's he's gone up against a number of doctors, I think. Um, Did he not appear first with the with the eighth doctor? Well, possibly. Yeah. Was that when we first? first heard of him in the kind of timeline of releases yeah i'm just i just looked him up coalition Um, was it yeah i I think yeah ravenous just looking up on big finish so yeah doom coalition um he's in some unit uh stories as well he's Mm. in the ongoing um arc there so yeah mark bonner plays him and and he's brilliant and um the 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 character is now the 12 as well, he's he's regenerated. Ah. Um, uh, you uh, just spoil that one for me. Cheers, mate. Well done. Well, I, I don't know where it happened because I just listened to a story uh, one day and I was I'm like, sorry. oh, that was the eleven. Yeah. So, ah. yeah, th- there's a lot of good, uh, very good mm. Sixth Doctor stuff, and um, you know, it's it's quite a sort of well known that you know, Colin Stockter was uh, you know given a brilliant lease of life on uh, mm. on audio, which, which is true. I mean, they, but like you said earlier, they all have been. Um, yeah, you know, and and but he in particular. Uh, has some really great yeah. stuff uh, going Absolutely. on. So, have you listened to much Six? I, I have, yeah, but I, I think, again, it's only a fraction, really. I, I mean, I've got tons of Six Doctor stories on Big Finish, but none of those that you've talked about have I heard, heard <laughs> at all. <laughs> I haven't listened to any of those. I mean, I again, I'm I'm kind of I'm going to go back to the some of the early ones mm. in the range because this again I I just remember being so astonished by the quality of these. And the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, the Marianne Conspiracy, which is just it's just brilliant. Again, it's um it's, I think it's a, a Jack Rayner story, and it's the first story where I believe we meet uh, Evelyn Smythe, played by the wonderful Maggie Stables. And I think again, actually, this was the first time we'd had a sort of a more mature companion for mm. the Doctor, really, you know, and, and and she gives the Sixth Doctor what for, and that was brilliant because the Sixth Doctor has always been grandiose, verbose, and everything is all about him, every single thing that he does, and that's all, mm. that's the only real dimension of the Sixth Doctor that we'd seen on TV, but because Evelyn Smythe puts him in his place very quickly, but he's not able to be as grandiose and uh, and, and, and sort of ego drowning as he as we saw on tv he can't bully evelyn like he bullied perry it's just Mm. not going to happen she's not going to stand for it she turns it around and actually she kind of bullies him well she doesn't bully him but she very quickly puts him in his place like a sort of you know it's a sort of school teacher naughty ish but actually quite clever school child kind of relationship that they have and it's a wonderful drama story it's a it's the first historical that we'd had for ages pure historical no aliens i don't remember um in it at all it's um you know it's it's back in sort of you know the royal court and 
you know, as kings, queens, lords, nobles, and politics and intrigue. It's just it's it's a wonderful one. I oh, honestly yeah. think it's Jacqueline Rayner's best Doctor Who story really? ever. Yeah. She's written a load of stuff. She's written yeah, comic she strips. Has, yeah. She's written yeah. the novels. Um, but the Marian Conspiracy, I think, is her finest work. So Jack, if you're listening to this, I applaud you massively mm. for giving us the Marian Conspiracy, without which Doctor Who would be a much sorrier space. Check that one out. I'll tell you I, another uh, one to check out. Okay. Before we do, Davros, before by Lance Parkin, mm. you absolutely because I mean, if you well depends if you're if you're a fan of Davros or not. If you don't like Davros, well, then do you like don't Davros, worry about yeah. it. Good man, this is the ultimate Davros story. You, you know the best Davros stories for me, or the best encounters, are those where the Doctor and Davros just just. I was going to say something there, which probably had undertones, but I won't. <laughs> the best, the best Dalek stories for me are where the Doctor and Davros have a good old session, two-hander between us. <laughs> oh God! I know what you. Mean. Where they have a scene where it's just the Doctor and Davros, and they have a conversation, which never yes. sounds very exciting, but it's they're always those if they're done well, and mostly they are. Yeah, it's. Those are the moments that really snap and crackle with electricity and chemistry off the TV. I'm, I'm thinking of Peter Capaldi and uh, Julian Bleach in The mm. Witch's Familiar or yeah. whichever one it was. You know the, the one Magician, anyway. Magician's Apprentice, yeah. Magician, yeah, anyway, that one. And and also Tom and um, Michael Wisher in Genesis of the Daleks and, uh, and you know, Colin Baker and Terry Malloy in Revelation. Mm. And they do it again in this one. Colin Baker, Terry Malloy, and it's 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 not quite a two-hander, but there are some very long scenes, very, very long scenes, where it's just Colin and Terry as the Doctor and Davros, and you just you just can't stop listening to it. And in the continuity of Davros, if you like, there's a point where at the end of Destiny of the Daleks he's uh, imprisoned by the Mavellans yeah, and yeah. there he stays until he's busted out in the fifth Doctor story, Resurrection of the Daleks right? Yeah. and there's a, there's a wonderful sequence where Davros is telling us about his awareness when, whilst he's in that state and it's hundreds and hundreds of years that he was there and he says I remember all of it every day, every hour every minute, every second so he experienced all of that time, wasn't able to move, to do anything other than think. And that's just, it, it was, I mean, I'm, I'm underselling it because I'm no Terry Malloy, but it was just chilling to hear. And the, you know, and the whole conceit of this story is that Davros has become a good person. He's become a galactic benefactor, kind of like the great healer that we right. saw in Revelation of the Daleks, right? But of course, the Doctor doesn't believe him. He's looking for something that he can trip Davros up with, that he can expose, so he can expose him to the to the rest of the galaxy for the fraud and the genocidal maniac that he is. But Davros doesn't give him the chance to do it. You know, he's he's in that play of wits, and we dive into Davros's history as a boy, and uh, not so much as a boy, but as a as an as a scientist working for the Khalid race, looking for ways to extend, you know, their their, their life, and the, the genesis genesis of the Daleks is kind of referenced in there, and it's it's the best out of the. Th there were three stories, three special stories that Big Finish did. Davros was one of them. Omega was another, and Master was another one. Omega, I thought, was also very good. Master, I. I, I didn't like too much, as much 
Um, but they were all character pieces on those three key villains, if you like, you know, three big Doctor Who villains. And I think, I'm sure many will agree with me, um, that Davros was absolutely 100% above all the others. It, it's one of the best big finish stories, bar none. It's certainly in the top five. And I highly recommend it to any listeners out there who haven't yet heard it. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm betting it's pretty cheap now because it's quite an old one. Right, it's, yeah. it's fabulous. Really, really well worth a listen. Yeah, a lot, lot of the older ones are quite uh, a bit cheaper now, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, um, yeah. Just a pound. Yeah. I had to pay £100 for them, each one. <laughs> Inflation. That's what yeah. that was. Disgraceful. <laughs> Disgraceful. Um, yeah, I might have to try and um, check that one out actually as well. My my list is is growing. <laughs> oh yeah, mine's <laughs> to, to a huge out. list. Yeah. Um, well, for the next uh, Doctor number seven, uh, I haven't got much to um, add to your listing. <gasps> really, listen to very little actually. Oh, um, so mate, you've got to sort that out very quickly. My seventh Doctor, uh, my lone recommendation is Damaged Goods, which is um, an adaptation of, ah, of the new Russell adventure T- story. Yeah, Russell yeah. T. new new adventure mm. story. So that's quite um, it's quite an adult one, isn't it? It's lots of sort of drug uh, kind of stuff in it, and um, yeah, uh, I, I think well, yeah, it is. I, I always think the the use of the term adult in this instance is is quite a wide umbrella in some ways. You know, it's adult, so we've got to have sex and drugs in it. Mm. So then it's adult. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like adolescent, really. But sorry, that's that's just me being a being no, an no, elitist uh, knobhead, which I can be <laughs> quite often. Yeah, I yes, I see what you mean. It's a bit like um, uh, sort of an example, um, Deadpool. You know, when, when because that was an eighteen or whatever, so they just throw loads of swearing in it, and uh, yeah. You know, but then it's the it critics who call it adult. Where it's not yeah. really. It's actually you know childish humour. But yes. brilliantly done. Yeah. <laughs> it's toilet humour, which is always the best for me. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So um, that—that's really my uh, only seventh doctor that it? I've listened to. Yeah. Oh mate, so, you're missing so. out on loads. I mean, do you know? Actually, I mean that—that's a great thing about the seventh doctor. The fact that there are so many variations on the seventh doctor. We probably get more from him than I think we do any other Doctor because of those new adventures stories, mm. which is a whole new kind of continuity in and of itself. And I do remember, I think the first of those was Shadow of the Scourge, and we had Lisa Bowman playing Benice Summerfield, Benny Summerfield, Benice yeah. Summerfield, right? And she, she, she got the character straight off. She was brilliant. Suddenly, this person who we'd only read of in stories, in novels, she, she lived and breathed on audio. And it was fabulous to hear yeah, her cool. and Sophie Aldred, you know, Ace and Benny sort of playing off against each other whilst the Doctor went off and sort of did his thing. And it, it, it's great. I, I love those. Um, we had um, a whole bunch of stories with Tin Ed from Brookside. I forget his name now. Um, <laughs> I thought that oh, was his a, name? a rogue cyberman. Tinhead. All right, Tinhead. Go on, do me windows, will you, mate? I'm not doing you bloody windows. Do it myself, would you? Um, uh, you probably don't remember that, do you? I don't know. I'm no, afraid don't worry no. about it. Okay, so you, yeah. you either know or you don't. And if, if you, you don't, know, you don't. Tweet us. <laughs> Fires of Vulcan, right? There's one. This is another early one, right? Number 12 in the collection. This was the first one well, that, that again, brought in Bonnie Langford as Mel. Oh, ah, yeah. we had her again. And I thought, you know, I've, I've had enough of Mel, frankly. I, Mel was not a character that I was ever a fan of in, in the TV series. I mean, I love Bonnie Langford to bits. I think she's brilliant. I never mm. felt she was right for Doctor Who. 
Um, until her last few stories, perhaps Paradise Towers, she was brilliant. Dragonfire, I thought she was awesome, but yeah. uh, mostly, uh, and that's not, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's no reflection on Bonnie. No, um, it's, it's she was quite inexperienced to, in TV, yeah. I think. She'd done all sorts of other stuff, but you know, this was quite a new thing for her. Um, and 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 it just, I don't know. She never, she was never. There was no character really. There was a character sketch, an outline on the back of uh, something that Pip and Jane Baker had written, but nothing more than that really. She's a computer programmer from Peace Pottage. I think that's about it. That's not that's character. It, yeah. That's not even a. There's no history there. There's nothing but fires of Vulcan. Suddenly, Bonnie was given material that she could really get get hold of and do something with, and it's fantastic. And it's a, it's a wonderful wonderful story, as well. You know, it's um, basically the. Um, I mean, it probably, it probably goes in the face of the fires of Pompeii, um, because it kind of happens um, of those times. Basically, they they some they're digging up some ruins in Pompeii, and and they find the TARDIS, and it's been buried there for two thousand years. So, how oh, did it come to be buried in Pompeii? Cool. Well, the fires of Vulcan does explain it. There you right. go. Right, oh, that's good. So that's that. That's hmm. one. Yeah, and I'll I'll try to think who who Tinhead. Is because he does actually have an actor name as well as Tinhead, and I can't remember what his name is. <laughs> well, whilst you, but he was good anyway. That, <laughs> um, I'm going to move on to the Eighth Doctor. Oh and, yeah, um, oh, crikey, we could do a whole episode just on the Eighth Doctor. Well, yeah, I, think, I was going to so. say, you know, because Paul Paul obviously didn't have uh, much um, on the on the telly, um, but he's been given so much on audio, so um, much, and and it sort of seems to have um, gone from. You know, kind of, you know, a monthly release, which might have been, you know, mm. a sort of four-part story or something, to slightly bigger, like I remember, double-disc stories, I think, and then mm. to these box sets. And uh, I, I had a time it was a while ago now where yeah. I was listening to, to quite a bit of them, and then it just started to kind of grow, and you know, mm. I, I couldn't afford the, the oh, money no. or time yeah. to, to buy <laughs> all of these these things. And I know I missed out on some good stuff, mm. you know. Same. Um, but but two that I particularly liked were the Witch from the Well and the Silver Turk, um, oh. which are stories where he bizarrely travels with Mary Shelley for a little while. Um, and the Silver oh, see, Turk. I still haven't listened to those. I really, really want to listen to yeah, those. Yeah, they're really good. And yeah. the Silver Turk is. Um, Maybe they end up in London or something, and a guy mm. has has got this. Um, what do they used to call them? Like an automaton type thing, you know, one of those old, uh, like clockwork. Um, okay. Yeah. Things yeah, that yeah. people would make in the sort of you know turn of the century, and it would yeah. write or it would it would do things mm. on, on command, you know. And this guy's got this silver turkey calls, and it turns out to be a kind of scrappy cyberman that's, that's yeah. somehow come into his possession. Um, like and then the, the witch and the well. I can't really remember what, what happened in that, but um, it, it was a good one. Um, and then I, I listened to Dark Eyes uh, as well. Um, okay. Yeah. Which which uh, has a a version of the master. Uh, in as well and then uh, and dark eyes two um and then i think there was three and then it went into four and then it was doom mm. coalition uh with the 11 like you said and then uh doom coalition f up to four uh, oh, and then it was doctor <laughs> who time war uh with him and then ravenous um, yeah. and all of which sounded really cool but again mm. just you know, I, I, I can't do I it got the time yeah. And I tried uh, Stranded, which was a set mm. that came out maybe last year or the year before, and um, the the Doctor and his, his uh, companions at the time get stuck in London, uh, right. and the TARDIS 
like essentially shuts down it, it just becomes mm. a, a you know you know when you see the TARDIS prop and, and they open the door and there's literally nothing yeah, yeah, inside yeah. it it kind of became like that mm. and um, the Doctor has to kind of live in a flat with, with these <laughs> other people and, and kind of get a normal job and stuff and um, it was it was quite good mm. uh, oh and the curator is in it you know Tom Baker's older oh really character. Oh, okay um, and it was good but again I don't know how many mm. they've done on it now let me just have a quick look on the website I can't see it now Stranded 4 Oh my uh, god! And now there's a new Eighth Doctor <sighs> Adventures. What lies inside uh, Eighth Doctor Adventures connections? Mm. I think that's two sets that that go to go. I've just seen there's up to six Time War stories now. So you know, Paul McGann's Doctor is is brilliant, but uh, mm. it's, it's just way too many. You know, and and I think it's silly really. But if they were singular releases. It, it, it's funny, easier to keep up. Yeah, with. perhaps. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's just. Well, just I, a bit I, I used to. I, I used to subscribe back in the day, mm. and I'd subscribe to six episodes at a time. So mm. you know, pay me a hundred quid or whatever, and get get the CDs as and when they're released. Yeah, and all the extras, the bonus things that that kind of come with it. That was that was, and that was all right. It was manageable. I could do that. Mm. But yeah, when they started releasing all kinds of other box sets, I tried to keep up with them as well I, I did the first series of the Gallifrey box sets yeah. I did um, uh, what was this there, there was another one called Ex, Excelsis or something which yeah something I, like that yeah. yeah I think that was still part of the monthly range in a way and there was there was the the other the, the uh, bat, was it? Oh, Unbound Doctors yeah. I, I did those but they became more and more frequent and and I just thought I, I can't keep up the monthly range I can't keep up and the box sets and eventually the whole thing just kind of I just my following kind of fragmented so I, I did make a decision that you know actually what I'm going to do because I really love the eighth doctor stories and for me that was a continuation of you know of the actual tv series so I stuck with those uh, for the monthly releases and I I focused on the Lucy Miller stories as and when they were released now they were released I believe when the TV series came back in 2005 and they changed the format to match the kind of pace and the storytelling style and length of episodes that that Russell T Davis was was writing for the ninth doctor at the time so they were they were shorter episodes between sort of 45 and 60 minutes which generally meant there was only one CD so they were easier to listen to I felt and uh, so they took up a lot less time for one thing a little bit cheaper as well so that that kind of helped so I, I found those quite good to get into I, I almost lost track of them over the years but I, I so I think there was three series of those or maybe it was four actually um, but either way I it's it's the one complete range if you like that I did manage to stick with right. but the last one I, I literally only listened to it like last year Right. So it's taken me a long time to yeah. get through them. I, you know, I started them when they were actually out, and then right. you know, it's it it I, I lost them for years. Went back and finally caught up and finished it. It's it takes that long for me these yeah. days. I've got so much other stuff going on. I can't physically dedicate no. that much of my life just to listen to big Finnish audios as much as I would love to which sounds really sad I mean I love the fact there is such a wealth of content but I yeah. think there is a bit of a downside in that you know certain of us are going to lose our way and feel disappointed that we can't keep up with the content and we're going to miss out on great stuff and it's going to make talking about stories among friends rather difficult as well 
like you know you've listened to loads i've listened to loads but there are very few stories that the both of us have actually listened <laughs> yeah. to in the, in the scheme of things which does make it very difficult but yeah. but i will champion the lucy miller stories because i absolutely really really love them a lot i mean sheridan smith who played lucy bleeding miller is fantastic throughout from beginning to end and my goodness my goodness what an ending she has it's she is just heroic throughout the whole thing starts as a bit of a chav you know if, i mean she's a bit of a chav throughout but she she becomes she becomes her own person very very quickly and she grows and develops throughout and she kind of wobbles a little bit and you know as the adventures sort of go through but and and the range of adventures as well we get some you know we get we get some lovely new villains we get we get the return we, we get some good classics as well we get the return of the giant spiders we get cybermen in there uh, there's uh, there's a return there's the crinoid as well from the seeds of doom oh, right. so yeah. those guys are back in and we get morbius i think who finishes off ser- yes it, it is for series so morbius finishes off series 3 so we get a two partner with a planet car the sisterhood of khan and uh the revenge of morbius i think it's called at the at the climax of the finale of, of series three and when series four picks up the friendship that they had isn't quite the same um we got zygons in there as well we got um oh, really? A, a really really good story Poor the guy. zygon who fell to earth by paul mars he'd done uh the terror or the horror of glam rock I can't, I yes. forget which one it is yes, that was one, one of those previously to, yeah. Yeah. which is brilliant uh it's i i love paul mars's writing up well I think some of his stories have gone in directions that I haven't enjoyed as much, but that's just that's no reflection on him at all. It's mm. just you know he, he's so he's so unique in in the pantheon of Doctor Who writers that you know when you're listening to one of his stories. I, th- I believe he's the guy who created Iris Wildtime, who be, who who was played by Katie Manning in yeah. the Big Finish audios brilliantly. <laughs> Katie brought that character life and made her bigger and bolder even than she was on the page and i think paul mars when he heard that sort of took that all right yeah i can really write to this Mm, mm. and then gave her even more stuff that she could really really run with so the iris wildtime stories again they're a thing and of themselves so yeah so there you go my my eighth doctor out of all the many and i love storm warning i love the swords of ryan you know the charlie pollard stories um all of those things i i I really, really like those, but I'm going to champion the Lucy Miller range and stick okay. my flag into those forever. Those, those stories. See, if yeah. I'd have scripted that, it would have come out a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so, um, moving on to the Ninth Doctor, it was so wonderful when uh, Chris Eccleston came back uh, to the role and, and mm. did it here for audio. So, I listened to the first three of his, his yeah. sets and um they were really good i mean i'm not sure so these are box sets again are they yeah. yeah so they've they've got a sort of um you know uh set mm. name um and, and each, each like um uh, answer all calls or something was one of those uh, stuff yeah, like yeah. yeah um and but each story within is is kind of its own thing there's no mm. uh, you know arc to them or anything um, and they were really good. I mean, I think the first set I thought was stronger overall than the second yeah. one. Um, and, and then I liked the third one a lot. But again, just I haven't been able to keep up with it. And it's brilliant that he's, he's still mm. doing them. Um, and yeah. I will kind of get back onto them. Um, but yeah, that's that's just another that kind of uh, expands um, all the time. Um, and also, I'd like to recommend the Tenth Doctor uh, mm. series as well. Again, it was, it was great when Tennant uh, came back. 
and there was a, a number of uh, like were three Tenth Doctor Adventures series that they did. The first one was with uh, Donna, second one was with Rose, and then the third one was with Donna as well. Uh, and to be honest, they're all really good. The, the second <laughs> Rose has got um, a story yeah. in Infamy of the Zaros, which is very uh, RTD and and um, kind yeah. of it's quite clever and and sort of meta in a way and, and when the the reveal is played out i thought yeah. that's, that's really clever um and then the, the third set um has got a couple of cracking stories mm. with with donna and, and bernard cribbins is in in one of them oh, as well Wilf. um and and also that's a set when uh, i think yeah. that's the set when uh, lauren cornelius plays a, a character as well oh, okay um and then they also did um uh, the dalek universe series mm. which i think i mentioned I, uh, I wouldn't mind listening to earlier. that actually. Yeah, yeah that it's one. good. It's it's three sets. Yeah, um, but 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 that is also really good when it all starts to come together mm. uh, in in the third set. You go, oh yeah, okay, that's that's yeah. really good. Um, yeah, a lot of people have recommended that one. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it is very good. So there's no yeah. smoke without fire, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. There's got to be yeah. something in there. Um, and then they did uh, a Tenth Doctor and River Song set, mm. uh, wh- which was okay. Uh, I wasn't kind of hugely taken by, and I think it kind of depends on your uh, view on River. I think to an extent, um, but generally, I, I think all of the Tenant ones are really good um, and worth listening to. Um, and I'd also like to recommend the Unit series with with Osgood um, and, and Kate Stewart. That's on its kind of new uh oh, okay. and the, the, mm. it stopped for a while uh and then and then started up again um and in fact uh, i've listened to all of those uh that, that have come out i always make yeah. time somehow uh for those <laughs> i'm just going to try to find them uh yeah. on, on the website here because um uh, let's have a look hang on a sec so going back to the beginning so the first set uh, was extinction uh, which had mm. autons in it uh, and then the next one was shutdown which had um like ninja cyborg things um and then there was silenced which involved the silence um and and kind of mm. made them good again after they were a bit lame at the end of the <laughs> tv appearance um and then there was assembled uh, which had joe grant yeah in, um and then encounters which was a sort of four separate stories that kind of mm. slightly connected rather than one big arc and that was with Daleks and Sontarans in and then Cyber Reality had um, uh, the Master in uh, the, the Jacoby version Yeah, Revisitations had the Wern uh, back in the Wern. the Wern the Wern uh, and then the recent series, which is now under the name of Unit Nemesis, is involving oh. the Eleven uh, and the Vault Preen, which are uh, okay. Unit Eleven's uh, back to stir specific. up trouble. Yeah, so that's just had its third uh, mm. set out, and the fourth one is out next April. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I highly recommend those as well. Um, would you like me to tell you some recommendations from our Twitter? fans go on let's go for it because okay. to be honest my experience of the ninth tenth and uh, any other modern doctor stories is, yeah, is very I minimal haven't, so i haven't mentioned um 11 or 12 because they don't do it um no it's, it's jacob dugman again isn't Dugman's it and stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um bender bending rodriguez who is at <laughs> taranga bender uh he, he says blood tide is fantastic the whole cast oh pulls yes their actually weight. And it's a yeah. treat to see six go up against Silurians. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that one. That's brilliant. I have listened to that one, and that's a cracker. 
that you yeah. get a real sense of it being out in the ocean and violent stormy seas and everything. Mm, I'm going to eat, eat my Stables Christmas in. chocolates while okay, you while you, you do that and I'll read those control. out. There you go. Um, and Gail writes, who's at Mealy Garage, has too many to mention. So non mm. or, non who series like Jaeger and Lightfoot, Dorian Gray, Torture, with Swallow mm. Love those. Um, so Marigold, who's at Galliarda Fever, says, I've never listened to any and I have no idea where to start. So looking forward <gasps> to getting some insights. So hopefully, Marigold, you pick, a pick, up, a, pick up a mm. few. Um, Cheryl, who's at Gallifrey Angel, likes Davros, the one doctor. Yes. Order oh, of the, the one Daleks, doctor, yeah, mm. uh, and is a particular fan of uh, Evelyn um, by Maggie Stables. Brilliant, um, Evelyn Smythe. Mm-hmm. Three points and a prayer. Who is at three points and a prey uh, says their fave story is the apocalypse element featuring sixty <gasps> and Evelyn. Uh, a lot yeah. of love for Evelyn here. Um, loud, bombastic, and exciting, and that's just the production values. This one is where we also saw Lala Ward come back into things as uh, uh, okay. president of Gallifrey, uh, yes, which was it, yeah. astonishing. This is really Daleks invading Gallifrey, etc., etc. Brilliant. Mm, Loved okay. it. Really um, good. Really, Disciple really good story. Disciple of Brad, who's Matthew, says every single War Master story is top oh, tier. I've, I've, I've listened to one or good. two of those, yeah. and they, they are very, very good. Um, mm. So I would love to listen to more of them, but when do I have the time again or not? Yeah. Yes, I've heard that they're um, very good. Mm. Um, Tony Filer at Filer Writes says, uh, Fave stories everything from spare parts to Mask of Tragedy to the Auntie Matter to Mask of the Vord to the Oliver Harper trilogy <laughs> to the whole Survivors, Jago and Lightfoot and Paternoster gang series. Mm. Um, Fave BF Companion, and then he's put a link to uh, something yeah. I think he's written about Maggie Stables. Uh, ah, <laughs> quite a lot Brilliant. of love for uh, Evelyn yeah. Smythe here. Oh, she was fantastic, um, though. Robin, who's at Galaxy's Clara, says, I'm mm. a huge fan of the new unit series. Uh, of course, mm. it has Od- Osgood in it, who's my all-time favourite. What um, was a plus? Uh, Giltzer, who's at Dennis Gill 10, says Dialect Universe. Uh, and Jade, who's at Whovian Jade, says Solitaire mm-hmm. and Master. So there's a couple of, uh, of good recommendations uh, from, from people there. Yeah. So um, it's been great... Um, to talk big finish tonight We're, like you I think you said earlier we could probably do a whole episode about um, the 8th Doctor and you know, uh, you know we could we could talk for hours yeah. about all of this we've literally um, only scratched the surface and we've we, been talking well, for nearly two hours it's a, it's a pathetic scratch at that because you know. <laughs> 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 there's so much but um, yeah I, th- I think um, you know Next year, uh, you know, there's no show on on air, so maybe we could dive mm. into Big Finish a little bit more. I, I particularly want to get more into the uh, Six Doctor uh, stories with uh, Mrs. Constance Clark. I've listened to quite a few of them, but there's yeah, more. I've I've listened to her first one, uh, Cross. Mrs. Constance Crisscross, which yeah. I thought was fabulous, and I've listened to Static, but there's a whole bunch of them in yeah. between, isn't there? Which, yes, which there is, I yeah. haven't listened to because yeah. suddenly there's this other person called Flip. And I haven't yeah. heard any of her stories no, apart I, from I this one. No, I haven't heard Flip's So her uh, coming intro, into static just yeah. seemed really, really weird when yeah. I haven't had any build-up to it. But yeah, mm. but she's been she's been with them for a while. So yeah, we'll um we'll chat off air and uh, make up some plans for some more big finish, and uh, we'll do some tweets indeed. To get we shall thoughts and um, and get that moving. So uh, as always, thank you very much for listening, and um, we will catch you soon. See you next time, listeners. Take care. Bye for now.